Yeah, man. I was just uh double trouble. Oh yeah, I was. I was just. <laughs> what, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I didn't actually have anything to say. I was gonna go into a conversation, but we're back. Oh, cool. We had we had a bad. I was gonna say double digits, as in ten episodes. Double. Oh, double trouble. I get it now. That makes more sense. I was gonna say double digits, but you seemed like you wanted to start with some weird fake conversation. So yeah, we gotta start. We gotta start getting on the same page. <laughs> we gotta with, plan our intros yeah, a little bit. We plan everything else, but not that. Anyways, let's go with double digits. Double, episode double 10. digits. Welcome back to another fire podcast episode. Um, had to specify what it was. <laughs> podcast. In case episode. you didn't realize that you were on the podcast, In, that you're listening to a podcast. Yep. Or maybe it's on SoundCloud and it does one of those things where it like goes to the next song and it's completely random and it and it's just, it's just our podcast. podcast. Well, for those people, hey, welcome. What's up? We welcome you, and we love you. It's your hosts, Miles and Ben Thompson. I realize we don't actually ever yes. like say that, so people just kind of yeah. Let's start introducing ourselves. Okay, that's that's us, brothers, basketball enthusiasts, fans. How long have we been brothers for? Like three and a half years. Yeah. Wow. Like before anniversary. <laughs> that's not not really an anniversary if it's half the year. Half half anniversary. <laughs> it's a three and a half anniversary. <laughs> Um. Anyway, basketball, man, basketball, basketball this week, right? Lots of they did. They did. This is. A, I got this from a source, right? They did play basketball this week. I think Woj Who's tweeted your source, that. Source Woj. Yeah, I think. I, I think he tweeted. Is that. it Woj or Woj? I. It's Wojnarowski. Wojnarowski. When did this guy? When did Adrian Wojnarowski became the end all be all for the NBA news? <sighs> I, it, How do you think he feels? Do you think that guy feels like he he's just, just like the I, fuck I, I like to. I like to. He can just masturbate anywhere. I like to envision like, he just nobody like, can tell him anything. He just like he goes to like restaurants and just cuts everybody in line. He just he like and he's like, oh, you ever heard the name Woj? <laughs> he's They're like, like no. He like he goes to Target and just doesn't pay for his shit. We'll get on NBA Twitter and then you'll see no, why like, I just cut you. They're in like, line. they're like, sir, you have to pay for that. And he's like. You want to know who the Cavs just traded? <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Woj. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Woj, bitch. And then he walks out. Woj. He just flips. And he skates off. away. And, he definitely roller skates everywhere. No, Heelys. We know this. Adrian Wojnarowski. We know that you Heely everywhere. <laughs> Don't fucking try to lie about it. He like just tweets right, in response to us. <laughs> let's talk some real basketball. Let's talk about um, somebody. I'm assuming one of our favorite rookies. One of our favorite rookies, but somebody I think Woj has tweeted about. A good amount, actually. Um, Probably prior to the season, during the season, all the above. Bum, 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 Luka Doncic. Yeah, I was gonna say Ron Baker, but <laughs> oh, you were gonna talk Ron Baker. I was, gonna, I, I was, I was more intrigued by the Ron Baker talk. Um, Don't worry, he'll be back in later in this episode. Let's hope not. Let's really hope not. That does not get to that point. Um, well, it will. However, but... we should talk Luka. Hallelujah. Doncic. Luka Doncic? More like Luka Klutchnik. <laughs> don't ever don't ever try to do something like that again. But I'm Luka, more like Clutch uh, Doncic. Clutch Doncic. Um dude, this this So Luka put put up big buckets in the This man has been putting of... up big buckets all week, bro. Honestly, it's like every time I go on Twitter, it's like, Luca with a step back to win the game. Like, I've seen that like four times already. And we don't really see this out of 
rookies very often. Right? I mean, again, we talked about this a little bit last week, but he's not really like your typical rookie. He's a pro player. He is 6'7", like 230. This dude's built, confident, and ready. And do you remember at the beginning of the season, the one team I was like, hey, keep an eye out for these guys? Yeah. The Dallas Um, Mavericks. I still don't think we need to keep an eye out for the Dallas Mavericks. I'm saying going forward. I'm not talking about like right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're fun to watch. I mean, um, they got athleticism and shooting and rebounding. That's like three good things. It just it doesn't seem real. Like their team is something to build around. Like I, I don't think. How do you figure? Um, I don't know, man. You got guys like Wes Matthews, who's like kind of just floated around the league. Yeah, I don't really, really know why. I mean, he didn't really There's float a lot of the like league, journeymen but... on this team that are like like DeAndre Jordan. Well, he's not a journeyman. Not that he's a journeyman, Both of those but guys like, have just kind of two teams. But I'm saying they're not like they're just they're not building blocks. Like you they're don't just build around fillers. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. They're like one to two year fillers. Oh, do you remember when Monta Ellis was on the Mavericks? Monta Ellis is forever an underrated player. Yeah, that's why he's not in the league anymore. However, somebody who's not an underrated player is Luka Doncic, and his ability to absolutely stifle James Harden, defeat the Ma- the the Rockets. You know what's funny is I'm I'm scrolling through Bleacher Report right now, and they're running some fucking ad for Hulu or something. And the ad is just James Harden just staring at you while he's holding an <laughs> iPad. <laughs> um, um, I don't know, so man. as you're mentioning him, he's just staring me down. Right <laughs> he's like, "What are you gonna say, huh? What do what, what you want to fucking say?" It literally, he's giving me that look. He's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah. What do you have to say? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you uh, you got something to say there, little high school uh, basketball player." <laughs> High school, man. I'm, I'm 22. I know, but I mean, like... I played men's league. Come on. Come on. You you played that one year over in Scotland? I Yeah, I played overseas I, ball. I played, you know? I played club basketball. I played intramural club basketball. I mean... I played a little overseas, give, so give I, us our I credit, know what Arden. I'm talking about. Give us our credit. Yeah, don't look at me like that. <laughs> um, But, yeah, it, it's it's really ironic that um, the, a lot of this is coming up right now in the recent anniversary of... Someone who you could say has the uh, similarities to Luka Doncic. Well, we didn't really we didn't really talk about what he did. He went off in the fourth quarter oh, yeah. of last that. game against the Rockets, um, clinching the victory for the Mavs. He's just so. What did he put up? Eleven in the fourth. Yeah, it was eleven in the fourth. But I it was like it was like eleven, like 11 very quick. Yeah. yeah, he just he's just like crafty, and he gets. He gets it's into like a he's a seasoned easily. NBA player. Yeah. He's like it's like when Kyrie gets down the stretch. When I watch Kyrie go down the stretch and he does that thing, have you ever watched him where he, he sinks a bucket and he puts his hands down as if to say like calm down? Yeah. Calm down. It's like Luca already has that kind of energy. Which is scary to think like and I know that it's not like the best idea to look forward and think about who's going to be great when, but like when Luca's twenty seven or like twenty four, like even Giannis is like what twenty four years old right now, and you could say like when Luca gets that age, bro, say he grows a couple more inches. Oh my God, puts on some more muscle. Oh God, it's going to be absurd. And then Dirk's still playing. It's already absurd. Retires. Well, no. Dirk will be gone, long gone by then. No, but. Dirk's never retiring. Walking I think this is Dirk's Dirk's last year. I think he's. I think he said that, but 
Oh, did he? Maybe. I think so. I don't actually remember. But didn't hear that. But yeah, Don just looks like pro. You know, he's just um, he's really coming in confidently, uh, leading. You know, leading the Mavericks to some big wins. Um, doing but against one, some good one competition. One thing I want to touch on that's kind of the negative side of this. Um, before we get into the the anniversary talk. Um, how does this affect Dennis Smith's growth? Didn't we talked about this a little player? bit earlier in the year, didn't we? Yeah, but it's like becoming very apparent right now. I mean, he's out with an injury right now, but you know, like everybody expected the leader of the Rocket or the the Mavericks to be Dennis Smith Jr. going forward. Yeah, I think like I don't know eight. It w- I feel like it would kind of take longer for you to reach the apex of Dennis Smith than it's going to for Luca. I feel like he ha- he takes a little bit more molding, um, which is actually a good thing because like if you put Dennis as your star build around player and it takes longer, I feel like by having Luca now who's going to kind of speed up that process, Dennis doesn't really have to have that uh, that um. What do you call it? The the pressure to succeed and put up stats um, as quickly because it's gonna take them four to seven years to be a contender, and so that way he doesn't have to really be that building block and put in all the work that um, well he's obviously putting in the work, but put in the numbers that that Luca is right now. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I, but do you do you don't think he wanted to be that player that Luca is right now? Um, everything I know from Dennis Smith is he's like, he's kind of a quiet and confident guy. I don't think he really, um... So he knows what he can do. I think, and yeah. regardless of if he's in that spotlight, he knows he could be in that He knows spotlight. he could be in that spotlight. He knows that, you know, J.J. Barea and Devin Harris aren't going to take the starting spot over him. As long as they don't go no, out no. there and, like, draft LaMelo Ball or some other point guard in the next couple of years, I think... Oh, you think Lamelo Ball, dude? Well, don't 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 sleep that. on Lamelo Ball, bro. He's coming up. Not even gonna get into dude, that. Dude, he's he's been cooking some some top high school teams lately. But anyway, oh man, he's cooking some <laughs> cooking some high school. How else? Nice. How else do you get a picture of good college players and then NBA players? After playing pro, he's cooking some high schoolers. Nice. <laughs> he play okay. No. <laughs> um, Actually, when you look up Dennis Smith, it says Dennis Smith on why he tells us the Mavs are the recipe for success. Interesting. I just saw that. Um, we're not going to get into that. We're kind of, kind of spending a lot of time on this. Let's get into the reason we started talking about this. It was actually um, today, December tenth, is the fourteen year anniversary of Ron Baker scoring two Tracy- points. Ron Baker scoring his first two NBA points. No, um, Tracy McGrady putting up thirteen straight points in thirty three seconds. I actually think it's thirty five. I might have put that that number in there wrong, but no, it's thirty three because it there was thirty five total. But he in finished time. it in, with two seconds. He finished it with two seconds left on the clock. Interesting. That that play will always be. Uh, Something that I, you know, I remember growing up as a kid and just kind of looking up basketball highlights and you know, watching him do that to one of arguably the best Spurs teams um, in in history was, you know, the, the 
you don't feel like that that'll ever happen really um, in that fashion again. You know, it just seems like one but of those. But it's funny though, because like when we we talk about like how like those guys, like the Tracy McGrady's, Kobe's, those are the guys we grew up watching, and they're all out of the league. And then it's like at some point there's gonna like this because this Luca game reminded me so much of that. It's like wow, we're really in a new era of basketball. Oh, 100%. And there's new stars. Yeah. And it's it's almost weird to think about that because I hadn't really thought about it until I was like, wait, all those people that we grew up watching are like pretty much retired except for a handful, except for Vince Carter's like ghost ass. And Dirk Nowitzki. And Dirk Nowitzki. Um, um, yeah. I'm reading something here that says Jason Terry will only come out of retirement uh, for the Lakers, Golden State, <laughs> and the Mavs. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing at that I don't know what really Jason Terry I don't know why he's in a position to really you know choose teams I don't he's not like Ray Allen where like a couple years ago I don't think he's more saying he's retired unless they want to pick him up I just don't think those teams want him I don't, yeah, and I don't think he really has a huge urge to. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't understand like why the that's league. a conversation right now. Like nobody was ever like, ah, Jason Terry should come back. Um, I don't know, man. Everybody can use three point shooting. What I want, what I wanted to say was like, um, you know, watching that back then, like 2010, you know, a couple years after it surfaced, um, or not surfaced, kind of become you know mainstream and popular. Um, You're talking about the the Tracy the thing, thing, yeah. Yeah. It was it was I always thought like, you know, nobody will ever be able to like ever be able to do exactly that. But um like I said before, you know, you don't really think that it'll happen, but then you have things like Luca scoring eleven in the pa- in the last couple of minutes. And then another thing was like when you saw players like um Tim Duncan or Allen Iverson or Carmelo Anthony put up 50, 60 points. It was like, oh my God, that's like a lifetime achievement. But then you have players putting up 50. Yeah, that's the thing. You realize this shit goes now. on every year. <laughs> the talent's just gotten you know, so bigger, crazy. Bigger, better players with more talented, and they come into the league more ready because we have you know, more development programs um, than we had in the past. And it's like, you got to expect that all those records are going to be eclipsed, you know, very quickly. Yeah. I, one thing I wanted to ask you about was I saw this Facebook post, I think ESPN did it, but it was said, um, right now, would you rather take prime T Mac or prime KD? And a lot of the comments were saying KD, but I was kind of like, they don't really give T Mac his credit. He was an animal back in the day. I also want to know what prime KD is. You wouldn't really say that, like right now is prime KD. Like past couple of years is prime KD. I don't know. I mean, do you say that KD, like Warriors KD, is prime KD, or or maybe like his like thirty point MVP season was prime KD? That's what I'm saying. But I also feel like he could achieve that again. So I don't. I don't know if like we're even. I think we're in prime KD, but I don't think. Okay, we're so out let's of say it. like, would you rather take pri- like the prime KD that we've seen, or okay. Prime T Max, you know, thirty two points a game in two thousand and three, um, on what is it forty six percent shooting, 
um, and thirty eight percent from three, six rebounds. I would have to go. I would have to go with. I've always been biased, and you know this about athleticism, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've always preferred guys who can get it done, the not athletic ones. And so if I'm looking at a guy, and especially now in the league where it's like everybody seems to be six foot eleven and a point guard, yeah, and it's like how the fuck are all of you crazy ball handlers and crazy shooters? Um, and it's like if I look at T Mac, T Mac is one of those guys who was he was athletic, but he wasn't you know a freak of nature type thing. Um, whereas in KD is like a something you would see out of he's like literally a, a cheek scary movie yeah. or something the skeleton yeah um so it's like i if i'm just comparing them like you know i think it would be pretty close but i would only pick t-mac just because he was able to do it without the yeah i just the advantage i think like kd could shoot over t-mac but from what i remember um, I'm sorry, are we talking a game of one-on-one? Yeah. Oh, you didn't say that. Well, that's what I, I was, thought I was saying. Like, prime, who would you take in a, in a one-on-one game? So I thought we were saying. Oh, then I would pick KD because he, it, it, like, again, back to what I'm saying, the, the athletic gifts. Yeah, I just feel like I, I don't think we give T-Mac the credit that he played on defense. I think he was a from what I remember, was a very solid defender. You know, he worked hard. And um, I don't know. I, I just – I think it would be a good game. I think maybe the length would give – would be an amazing Would give KD an advantage, but I wouldn't count T-Mac out necessarily. No, I agree with you. Um, all right, let's move on then. We covered those two things. Let's go to another record-breaking night of sorts. On both ends um, from <laughs> a little, uh, little spot close to home. Oh man, this you know what? You hate to see it. I was having a I was having a rough fucking beginning of the year with this shit, man. Every time we'd cover the Celtics, you know, I'd have to fucking hold in tears almost. Just like <laughs> you know, we're like, yeah, yeah, they're they're like pretty much the worst team in the league. Pretty much, you know, not even there's no point in Straight even covering them. Straight garb. Can you tell me the average win? Um, average uh, win one total, by number, plus I minus, guess. Yeah, no, no points, points. Yeah, like the, uh, the of the past five games. Do you know that stat? I don't, but I'm gonna put it at around thirty. It's around thirty. I don't know it, but I know it's right around thirty. Yeah. Um, last night I had Wait, how many games? The, how many games? How many games? I'm sorry. Five straight. So twenty-one. Six of the last seven. Uh, or. The Pelicans game was, I believe, that's 17. And then Cleveland by 33. Minnesota by 9. 28. And then uh, 6. 56. Six, no, 57. It's 56. No, it's 130. Unless, unless oh, yeah, every yeah, single news outlet is I can't wrong. do math. I'm sorry. Um, But... So that, yeah, I mean, with that kind of crazy last one, that kind of, I guess, averages out to 30, but it would be more like 20. Um, Regardless, they're all kind of blowouts. They're all kind of like, 
they got out to a lead, and it was never really close after that. Except for uh, Minnesota was like a little bit of a Tuffy. there were a few moments, but um, but again, what I mentioned last episode was like for every moment that there was a little bit of un- uncertainty, the the team of a month ago would have like just shut know, down, fallen, yeah, yeah. But this team stops everything. And then they'll go, they'll put up a 10 0 run just to be like, no, you're not getting back into it. Hey, just quick question. Do you know who started at center on Saturday against the Bulls? Daniel Tice. (laughs) I love that. I I am so high on Daniel Tice. I love that because I, I didn't see a flaw in his game last night. He He was shooting from the perimeter. He was shooting threes. What's Um, really scary and sad to me is that as a Miami fan, we paid like $50 million to get for Kelly Olenek to get basically just like, like a 1.2 times Daniel Tice, like 20%. You even think that, but it's like, I don't think we have given. I don't think anybody's given Daniel Tice the credit because he hasn't had a chance to show anybody. I mean, yeah. Um, I can't really the say. The most minutes he's ever played is like 10. I can't really say that like <clears throat> the Bulls is an accurate representation of whether right. or not you should start Daniel Tice. They don't have an, an interior presence. I mean, the best bet was like Robin Lopez. Well, no, like Wendell Carter fucking... I think starts now. Right. But <clears throat> Wendell I'm Carter saying... Jr., as far as like a traditional big, um, yeah, which no, Daniel Tice really is, he's he's a traditional big um, at six foot eight. But I don't. I saw a lot of things that make it crazy to seem that he's a third string center, right? And that's I, the I, fucking that's the the kicker about this Celtics team is that really anybody on this team would be so much higher in a rotation on any other team. I agree. I I mean, there's players. Even down to Semi Ojale, that like, if Semi Ojale is, well, let me get my point off. If this was oh, like, yeah, yeah. this was like <coughs> a middle school team where everybody plays the exact same amount, it would they would just like dominate. Like if everybody could get just equal, not equal, but like you know, like a twelve man rotation where everybody plays a little bit. Um, but obviously it's the NBA, so you can't do that. They could be a lot, you know, just scarier that way. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like you can put anybody on this team, just sub them in, you know, with the starting lineup. They can gel. Um, it was kind of sad watching Yabuselli go down last night with a pretty bad ankle sprain. Oh, did he get injured? But, um, good kid. Yeah, huge butt. <laughs> that guy. If you look up Gerson Yabuselli butt, he do, he does his squats, bro. Has the biggest butt of anybody. And I was, my girlfriend told me this because she's a dancer for the Red Claws, and he plays down with the Red Claws sometimes. And she's like, "Never in my life have I seen a bigger butt than dude, Gerson Yabuselli." He, he, I agree, but let's not talk more about his butt. Yeah, um, but let's – so basically, yeah, the Celtics are kind of on a roll right now. Um, <laughs> last night was absurd. But it's just nice to know that if you're too 
your two starting centers are down, you've got a third string who can put up 20, 22, 5, and 10, you know? Yeah. And that, I, I, um, I honestly don't know if that says more about about Tice or if it says less about I watched the, the game. Bulls. I watched the game. Tice played very well. He got some tough passes, and he showed that he has extremely good hands. I think um, I think that's like an element. He hit shots from all over the court. I think that's an element to you know being a European player and kind of how they develop their young guys, especially their centers. Um, yeah, you know, like in high school, I played with a European center who you know came in wanting to pass the ball, and that's that's what you see in a lot of like Jokic and and Daniel Tice and. Um, and players like it's that. just a European style of basketball. It's a lot flashier. But I'm they talking about centers those... in particular. Yeah, just know how to pass the basketball and make the right play. And it's just not something we really teach out here in the U.S., which sucks. We teach scoring. We teach, we teach getting buckets. We teach dunking. We teach who wants to be a walking bucket. What happened to your soundboard? We haven't had it for like four and a half episodes. It's just like not a very clear soundboard. You know, once we revamp this a little bit, I'll have it. I like think ready. post post Christmas, I think we we'll take a little bit of a break for Christmas. Um, we'll obviously cover all the games, but we'll and we'll get our we'll uh, get our stuff together. We'll get, our shit in order. we'll get in a line. We'll get a little bit better um, system in place. But whoever, if you have, if there are any reoccurring listeners out there, get ready because twenty nineteen is coming at this podcast <laughs> fast. Fucking fast, man. Um. Anyway, um. Let's so let's jump the other side and talk the Bulls' struggles. Um, the Bulls, it's it's like it's. This um, was a funny thing. Coaching problems. They fired uh their head coach Fred Hoiberg. Hoiberg, um, replaced with Jim Boylan. Not that Jim who, Boylan, as everybody has said. Who's that Jim Boylan? G- the Jim Boylan is. The- I hate when people do that shit, man. When they fucking are well, like, it's, it's a- no, not that one that everybody knows, but you. It's the uh, he's the head coach of um, Syracuse. All right, like yeah, okay. Everybody fucking knows that, but me. I fucking run a basketball podcast, and I don't know who the head coach of Syracuse. Well, is. I believe it's Syracuse. Um, well, yeah, he's just a, he's like he's well, kind of like this Jim Boylan. He's on the level of like. Uh, Coach K and and uh, Bill Self, like like really long tenured coaches in in, uh, in college basketball history. Fair. This Jim Boylan though happened to go to U Maine, so shout out Maine. Yeah, but not the not um, the best uh, not the best reason to shout out Maine right now. No, but we it's kind of cool that we well we got um, Brett Brown went to Freeport High School. Um. Was it Freeport or Cape? Um, it was, I think it was Freeport. It was Freeport. No, I would. We would know that. I, it had, um, but no, I think it was. I think it was. Maybe. Um, and Steve Clifford. And then, Steve, what did he do? He was born in Maine. He coached the Hornets, and now he coaches the Magic. Damn, we're, Maine's crushing it. But anyway, Bulls having some problems. Interesting thing from last night. Multiple start of the first half of last night's game. Of course, the Celtics go on a seventeen to zero run. What does Jim Boylan do? He I forget su- what they called the term. He, sub- he subs all, all five, five starters. Yeah, it's um, is it called a? It's not like a. Um, I don't even want to try. <laughs> I don't know, man. Scalabrini had a had a term it's a, it's for like it. A pistol swap or something like that. 
something. I I know that's not it, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, know, I know I know it's like something like that. And just um, for the record, I got the name. I got the other Jim Boylan very wrong. Um, just keep going though. Just not. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I I messed that up, but so I was thinking of Jim Boheme. Boheim. Come into the come into the second half. He does the exact same thing. Five minutes into the third quarter, uh, full swap. Uh, what do you think of that? What do you think of doing well, that? From all accounts that I've read, because that's really just like a fuck you. Okay, so from uh, like to I said, all those players on the court, from all um, accounts that I've read so far, he is like running this team. Um, oh, okay. So wait, wait, real quickly before the part I messed up. So there's Jim Boy Len who's coach the intern coach for the Bulls right now. And then there's okay. Jim Boy like Lon AN who served yep. as the intern head coach for the Bulls in 2007. Very weird. Yeah, I know. Weird Two stat. of them, but um from all accounts he's running this team like a high school team like he um is subbing Like if you don't perform to my level, get off yeah, the court. Yeah, he's subbing weirdly. Um there was one thing about their practices where he like instead of running drills made them run suicides. Um, yeah, and I, I just read while I was telling you before we started doing this that um, players were texting each other whether or not they should boycott practice. So a lot of problems in the Chicago Bulls organization right now. Yeah, it's I, it's I feel like from what I understand, he is he's running it like a college, um, you know, trying to discipline players for. Yeah, for, it's a lot of like discipline. Like, I don't care who you are. If you don't play hard, you're going to get off the court. And I think there's a lot of that that's never utilized in the NBA. Oh, my God. But I think good. I think it could be utilized a lot more um, um, just to show people that they're not just because they signed a $50 million contract that they're not guaranteed playing time. Well, OK, so if you look up Jim Boylan coach, um, if first one is this like weak play by play of his first week. And there's a tweet by Casey Johnson that says, Jim Boylan got up clapping, walking up and down the bench, trying to get his players to clap when Zach Levine scored. And if that doesn't give you PTSD from high school, then I don't know what will. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. When player, you had to like stand up every time a player scored. Yeah. Um, next day, well, two day, two hour practice after a loss. Um, he ran a second straight two-hour-long practice. Um, he, he quote, we're old school. We get on the line. We then have certain drills within the line for that, and there's no shortcut to conditioning. He uh, he apparently said that, like, he was trying to whip them into shape, his very out-of-team players and or out-of-shape out shape. Out shape team into, into like, basketball mode. Um, but... I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if being like. out of shape is a problem. I think he sees it as kind of like something he can turn around, and I think the Bulls have a lot more issues than just their coach. Um, apparent from last night. Uh, it's definitely not just something that the coach can insti- – it's not a Coach Carter type situation where he can come into the gym and be like, we're going to do it differently, and then all of a sudden they start winning. Exactly. No, I agree. Um, so – and then building off of that, he – they're having a lot of troubles as of like 24 hours from prior to today. 
Um, he didn't play starters the last 21 minutes of the game because he believed that the practice today would be more beneficial than them having playing the second half of the game. They weren't going to win versus the Celtics. I can agree with that. They were down 40 for I mean, most of it. But then the players just decided not to practice, and they had a team meeting instead to talk about that issue, which, I don't know, it just seems like a... I can understand if you're... They're falling apart. Okay, I can understand, though, if you are... Doc Rivers, you've been in the league a long time. You've won a championship, and you you pull your your players for not pro- like. But the only t- coaches who I've seen in recent it's- memory who are doing full five man subs are Luke Walton and Jim Boylan, both like first. Second it's an incredibly coaches. ballsy move for somebody who is not known by the team, yeah, not known exactly. by the players, and just jumping into a situation. Not respected by their players. That's more important. There's no respect for from either side, really. Um, so that's not going to lead to you know a magic turnaround for them. But let's get off the Bulls. Let's, can we can we, we talk about, about one topic really quick? I want to address. What? This is so funny because as a Heat fan, I'm very disappointed. <clears throat> we talked a couple of weeks about Hassan Whiteside and how well he's doing. Mm-hmm. Well, he went back to his old ways of just sucking up the entire court and just being just not good, not very good. Awesome. <laughs> um, good to hear. Yeah. So the other day he was playing, he had a good first half, second half just stunk up the court, got taken out by Eric Spolstra, and with 45 seconds to left, he went back to the locker room and all the media was like, whoa, that's not good. And then there was this quote after the game that was like, yeah, I just had to poop. I was holding it in for a long time, and I couldn't really tell if I could hold it in for the last forty-five seconds. So I just, I just left because I had to poop, and I was like, "I just went to poop." I was like, "Wow, that's just like off topic." But how often do you think people? Do you think there are a lot of those? Like, oh, I gotta go poop. Like when they go back to the locker room for halftime, everyone's yeah. just like waiting. Or do you think there's anybody? Like, how often do you think it happens? Like mid mid quarter well there was like um like fuck gotta go poop i don't know like about poop but fucking gatorade fuel (laughs) bars running right through me um okay gross but um there was one i remember when nerland's noel was on the mavericks and he wasn't playing because rick carlisle like benched him for not being good um which is like a very legitimate reason um but he went up to the, he went up to the press. You know how they have like those boxes that rich people rent out. Oh yeah. He went up to the press box and got a hot dog, like in, just in the middle of the game. <laughs> and then just like you're just standing there watching the game with all the press people just eating a hot dog, and everyone was like, "Oh, okay, weird, but sure." Uh, maybe you should get back on the court. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's move on from players prematurely leaving the court. Um, Let's talk about our first um, huge trade of the year. Not even really noteworthy trade, but her huge blockbuster. I'm I'm pretty sure Woj the didn't Cleveland even cover Cavaliers this. get the king back. King James uh, Delvadova. <laughs> king Matthew Delvadova is back in Cleveland. Yep. Um, um, huge turnaround. What are the details? Give me the details of this trade. Okay, we're going to go off the top, uh, if I can remember. Sam Decker went to the Wizards. I know that. Del Vadova and Henson went Sam to- Decker was a wizard, wasn't he? <laughs> was a wizard. Um, no, he was on the Cavs. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, yes. he was on the Rockets He goes to before. the Wizard. I know Jason Smith. Okay, well, I wasn't done yet, but... I- <laughs> All right, you keep going. You I don't actually going. know. I, I, really I didn't rem- remember Jason Smith being a part of it, but um, I know that Henson and 
Um, Delvedova went to the Cavs, and George Hill uh, went to the Bucks. And the Bucks also gave up a first round pick, which everyone's like, why? This is like a very insignificant trade. Don't know why you would give up a first round pick for George Hill, but um Yeah. Not very like not a huge deal, but like I guess it's interesting enough. So the fu- okay, the interesting about thing about this is the only real playoff contender in this trade is the Milwaukee Bucks. So let's really focus on what they get out of this. So what? I, Why did they make this? One trade? thing I don't really understand um, is they had invested a lot into John Henson being kind of like a backup center, defense first, which is weird to me because he was like a top ten pick, wasn't he? I wouldn't say that. He was like a mid first round. Um, I think you're you're thinking of uh, the the guy who had the uh, oh Thon Maker. Yeah. Yeah. So no, but they, it kind of limits their um, what they can do at the the center position now because they're kind of investing in Brook Lopez and Thon Maker, um, which is I got to admit, um, Brook Lopez a very weird person to invest in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So you know, how the, old is Brook Lopez now? He's been in the league for God knows how. Alexa, long. how old is Brook Lopez? Lopez is thirty years old. Thirty years old. <laughs> um, a little uh, guest feature. A little from guest Alexa. feature. A little sponsorship. Amazon hit us up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just think that with Brook Lopez, you should always have somebody you can bring in as a defensive backup, and that's like what John Henson was. But then they traded John Henson. John Henson. So weird. Um, but I mean, I guess they had to in order to fill the salary. Or match so who salary? was backing up Eric Bledsoe before this? Uh, was it Delavadova? Yeah. And then okay, like so they're like really just ground. looking for a a better backup um, from Matthew Delavadova. Yeah, and I, they want more of a veteran. I mean, Delavadova is a veteran presence, but George Hill, I guess, has been. But he's not. Yeah, um, I mean, George Hill's been around the league. He's solidified himself he's as just a very also good yeah he's just starting point guard I wouldn't say very good but he is a solid uh choice as a backup I don't think like he showed on the Cavs he's not really much of a yeah on the Cavs dude but you forget about all the years with Indiana and yeah he was solid I'll give you that but I just wouldn't he's really a very solid point guard. I wouldn't really say like ne- oh they did get Jason Smith so yeah I don't. I, I mean, I guess that's just a salary thing to get them involved. Maybe the Wizards were just like, "I want Sam Decker for some reason," but um, I don't think either of the. I don't. I don't know what you know. Doesn't seem like either the Cavs or the Wizards have anything to gain from this, so other just than kind of maybe a part freeing of it. up some cap space. Yeah. Um. um it it does seem... And it looks like that's the goal of Milwaukee. I'm reading an article here now. It looks like that was kind of their correct. goal is that they've got four of their five starters are going to be free agents Yeah, correct year. me if I'm wrong, but George Hill is done after this year? Like his contract's up after this year? Um, yes. Um, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And how uh, of the $18 million he's owed next year... Only one million is guaranteed, guaranteed so yeah. that looks like a. So that's a smart. They'll they'll probably drop him. I'm assuming because it's all just a money move for all these teams. A very very boring. It's a, it's trade. a money. I don't even know why we a money it up. move, but it doesn't really like affect any basketball because it's just kind of the same thing. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, if you want to see the Cavs now take over the Eastern Conference with John Henson as their... No, dude, Tristan Thompson's been killing it. I picked him up in my fantasy team. Headliner. He's been killing it. Um, One thing that I saw was kind of sad, which I always thought George Hill was like a good guy, graduated from Indiana, um, got his degree, but he, he's... <laughs> He's always no. He's always just been like a good, like a good guy. Um, he apologized for missing the free throw in the finals to Cleveland, and I was like, "Oh, poor guy." What was that? The fucking Jr. thing. He missed the free. He throw? missed the free throw. Yeah. And if they had made, if he had made that free throw, it would have been like. Um. No, they were. He thought they were up one. It would have tied the game. They were down one. That's what it was. I would have tied the game. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, what did they lose? Four. Oh, no, no, no. They it would have it would have won the game. They were tied. You don't need to apologize. You don't need to apologize. So it would have been four one. Yeah, you never know, man. That kind of momentum shift, man. Every anything could have happened. Uh, but yeah, big ups to him for apologizing. I don't know why he apologized. Yeah, but I just think he deserves a classy. To, he move. deserves to win a ring at some point in his career, but. Um, I like I I didn't put this in, but you did. You put in parentheses not huge. So that's well, because you wrote huge Cavs trade, oh, not huge. Oh, I did put huge Cavs trade. Um, um, yeah. Let's keep it. Let's keep it on the struggle bandwagon. Struggle the struggle um, train. The struggle and a surprising saloon. struggle for this year that we've talked about a lot. The Houston Rockets. What the fuck is going on, man? Uh, it's, uh, is it really boiled down to who they lost in the offseason? Can you list off who they lost in the offseason? Richard Mba Amute, um, Trevor mm-hmm. Jefferson Ariza. I don't think that's his real name. Um, why are you giving middle name? I don't know. Just fucking... Trevor Ariza, <laughs> Trevor Ariza. Uh, they lost, um, who else did they lose? Some other semi-significant player, um, but those were the two main ones. Was Trevor? So Rizzo you and, think how how good do those hey, guys feel thinking that they're really the the reason that the well, Rockets were so good last year? Can you year? tell me? I don't know how much you know about Luke Bashard and Bob Mute and Trevor Reza, but what do those two players when you, when they're brought up? What do they? What's their calling card? Which guys? Mbamute and Trevor Ariza, who is actually trying to be traded by the Suns now, but... What's their calling Yeah, card? like, if you put them on the court, what are they doing? Defense, man. So, when you lose two of your pra- your starters, basically, uh, who are known for playing defense, what are you going to be worse at? Defense, there you but... Go. So what are they? You didn't think it would be this bad. Well, you lose two starters that are. I mean, they started some games. Um, let's see. They signed Chris Paul back and Clint Capella, James Ennis, Gerald Green, Michael Carter Williams for no apparent reason. Um, but back up Chris Paul. I just I don't think Michael Carter Williams was that guy. <laughs> Um, they trade, they acquired Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris. They traded away Ryan Anderson's contract, which is, I mean, I don't know if that has that much to do with it, but I mean, there's, there's an element to, um, uh, what do you call it? Chemistry. And yeah, um, I, I really think it boils down to that. I think it's like this group 
is just not having as much fun as last year. I mean, Ryan Anderson, Trevor Reza, Tariq Black, Markel Brown, RJ Hunter, both two-way. Uh, Aaron Jackson was waived. Joe Johnson was lost. Ibamute and Chianu Anu Anuwaku. Chinanu Anuwaku. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not even going to go there. But. Yeah, it's just like, if you remember from, really, like, before they were considered a championship contender last year, you know, who were the guys that were on that team? There was, Ryan Anderson was on those teams, um, Trevor Ariza was on those teams, and, uh, and Tariq Black, Chianu Anuwaku was also on that team, those teams. So they just lost yeah, a lot of... you've said this before. I want to know where you're going I, with this. I, what? If you let me get to it, they lost a lot of key p- or core pieces that have been there for a long time. So I'm trying to say that your point about being, you know, mixing up the chemistry is valid. So are you saying that, say they kept these guys around for two, three years? Um, do you think they could establish chemistry? Or well, I think it, just- it would have been better than they are now. I think they would have been probably on the same level that they. They were last year. If they had kept the same guys around, there's no reason as to... It's not like Chris Paul and James Harden got any worse. Clint Capella didn't get any worse. He's play... It's just like they're role players, and it's different. They lost a lot of guys that have been there for a long time. And, yeah, it's just it sucks to see, though, but it's true. And they've had some big losses. They got blown out by Utah. They lost to Dallas by 20. Um, they lost OKC by almost 20. There's just some really, you know, Portland and the Clippers and even their first game of the season, they got blown out by almost 20. So yeah, I mean, you tell me, um, what that points to their, their attendance is last in the league. Um, people just don't care about the Rockets anymore. That's so weird. It's like. Which is, here's the thing, prior to last year, what was their record the year before last year? I don't know, I'm going to guess somewhere in the 50s. So it was right up there? They weren't, yeah, they weren't bad. I mean, they were definitely, it was up there from what I remember. They were, because they played, they lost to the Spurs in the second round on the Ginobili block, remember? Yes, okay. So, because it's like when I'm thinking back, I don't remember them being in, like incredibly relevant for the past like five years. Probably not, right? Like two, maybe. Well, I mean, I'd say two to three. I mean, when they got James Harden, they were like somewhat semi playoff relevant, but not like championship relevant. Um, they currently only have two players who are both uh in the in the green on their plus minus per hundred possessions. Um, my headset just fell off. Um, one of which is Isaiah Hartenstein, who doesn't play. Um, Eric Gordon's another one, and PJ Tucker is another one. So the rest of them are pretty good, um, you know, on their on-off, but on the court, they're all really in a negative. Um, so one last thing about the Rockets. If the Rock, well, I got this and then just a dumb little fun fact. Um, if the Rockets can't get it together this year, say they end up, you know, 
out of the playoffs, close to last. Do they blow it up next year? They can't. They just signed Chris Paul to an extension. They just signed. I mean, do they blow up pretty much everybody except for Chris I mean, Paul? And I would Curry? say so, yeah. I mean, just don't re sign James Ennis. Don't re sign a lot of, you know, Michael Carter Williams. Don't re sign. Um, Everyone outside of your top three, just go try to get more three and D players. Just re, it's not. I wouldn't say blow it up. I would just say retool it because it just didn't work All this right. year. Um, one thing, last thing. There, no, no, last, no, no. It's I it's, have the last thing. No, I. Ha- you just said one. Then I have. This is like, this is okay, this is peak what? bickering basketball brothers. Um, they're down seven percent on their threes made. They're down seven percent on their free throws attempted. Uh, they're down. 12, 13% on rebounds and they're up 20% on personal fouls. So that's my, that's my last. So they're not playing defense. They're not getting they're rebounds. They're not hustling. They're, they're not getting around screens. They're not they're shooting not, three as well. They're not getting rebounds. And they're just not playing well. They're just overall. Yeah. The entire team's just like not doing well, but all right, well then let me give you the last rockets note because apparently they're not focused on basketball because PJ Tucker just dropped some new Giuseppe shoes that cost a thousand dollars. Did you see his outfit the other day at their at their game? Yeah, no. like LeBron commented on it. It was like this like all red, super expensive outfit, but um yeah, I mean I don't know if what... I'm <laughs> I'm like maybe you should put some more focus into your game and not He's thirty three. He can do what he wants. Fair. Oh they all still right, have, they still on. have an NA. That's Surprising. Um, yeah, let's move on. Talk a little bit about my favorite player in the NBA right now. Dwayne Wade. Oh, oh yeah. Let's talk Dwayne Wade's uh, farewell season. Farewell season. He's doing really well. He. I watched their game last night. They beat the Clippers by like 20. Um, he's done really well lately. You know, kind of showing vintage D. Wade, like 20 points, 5 rebounds-ish. Not crazy, but he's doing enough. He's like... He's like Mr. Reliable right now. Um, and tonight, because we're recording this on Sunday, um, the I believe it's tonight, the the Heat will score off against the Lakers for what will be Dwayne Wade's final game, provided they don't make the playoffs, against LeBron James. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming, I'm hoping they'll make the, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow at 8.30. It's tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm hoping they'll make the playoffs. Um... I see potential in this team. I mean, the the East is kind of weak, but either way. But do you see them playing to the, against? <laughs> no, because LeBron's in the West, so they can't play him unless they both make yeah, it to the finals. That's what I'm saying. Heat versus Lakers. Like, what is it? What was that? 2011 when they made that big Dwight Howard and Steve Nash trade, and everyone thought that was going to be the finals. Oh yes, yes, yes. Good times. Um, <laughs> didn't really pan out, but um. Yeah, it's yeah. it's bittersweet. What do you think of that? It's really bittersweet. I told myself I was going to go down, fly down to Miami, and see Wade play. You know, one game in 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 the American Airlines. Um, it's funny you just said bittersweet because there's a quote here that says LeBron James says final matchup against Dwayne Wade will be bitter and sweet. That's actually where I got that from. Why wouldn't you just say bittersweet? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I actually saw that, and so that's where that word came from. But. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a really sad because um, Haslam is going to retire too, and just as a Heat fan and just an NBA fan and just a fan of good people, you know, um, it's just sad that this is that this this is uh, this is up there with the Kobe 
um, retirement and last couple of games, but, um, you know, just some of the best two-man teammates we've ever seen on a basketball court squaring off for the last time, so it just sucks. It sucks to see that, and that those are people we grew up with. Um, I, th- I remember um, when we we would, for some reason, there was, like, this thing about, like... Whoever was on the back the the wallpaper of your laptop was your best was your um was your favorite player. Do you remember this? Uh, vaguely. We would yes. like set like I think I had Chris Bosh as my background one time, and I had like ran to your room, and I was like, just so you know, Chris Bosh is now my wallpaper. So favorite player. <laughs> but Dwayne Wade was so. on there a couple of times, and LeBron was also on there a couple of times. So two of my favorite players, um, uh, you know, played for my favorite team. Just sad sad time sad moment for real um let's wrap this up with talking about um i just want to say jimmy you wrote something about jimmy butler yeah Yeah. my quote my quote is jimmy butler is a dick um versus blake griffin versus griffin yeah they had i saw this little argument they had and i just it like maybe maybe blake griffin did do something wrong but jimmy butler's got to stop getting angry about things like he's got to just like calm down and just play. He's basketball. a dramatic guy. He just finds something to bitch about all the time, um, and it's really it's it's like at first I was like, oh, he just hustles, but like, here's a quote: Jimmy it, Butler on Blake Griffin alteration. He's trying to be tough. No, Jimmy, just shut the fuck up and play the game, bro. I it's funny because you listen to all of his teammates talking. They're like, he plays the game the right way. He you know he plays hard. And he's putting up numbers. You yeah, know, you can't take well. that away from him. But 38 points in the last two games. Um, but it's like, why? When did you become? You know, I don't remember Jimmy Butler being a talker on the Bulls. It. Well, I think he, when he was, did you become he was younger so back then? He, did, he wasn't like on a big contract and wasn't so an angry, man. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just. Like, this all started over Blake Griffin rubbing his elbow in Jimmy Butler's face. Uh, just stop being petty, bro. Just play basketball. Like, just, I hate that. I hate when players go so out of line to make comments, and then it just boils down after, like, a week. It's just no point to it. No point at all. But, Very true. on the other hand, Jimmy Butler and the Sixers have been killing it lately. Um... They're doing really well. They're like eighteen and nine, I think, at this point, off the top of my head. Fact that check me. Fact check me if you want to. Um, and yeah, that's really all we have, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't you know horribly eventful week, but we had um, a, like a boring trade and um, a boring blowout, and and the Celtics are back. And that's a, that's the highlight. Celtics playing. Celtics playing well, but. We have a, a, a superstar playing his last game against another superstar and and a superstar team struggling. So that's kind of it. Yeah, so we'll leave it with that. We'll leave it with that. Um, again, we don't plan our outros very well, so or our intros. We'll do better next time. You know, thank you guys for listening. Please. We love you. Please send us an email. Like and subscribe. I will, I'm up to like $7. I'll Venmo you if you can. If, $7 if you, make if it you to shoot this us point. an email. Mom doesn't Mom count. Mom doesn't count, nor does like anybody who we tell to listen, like like my friends or whatever. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, if we know you, doesn't count. We can't know you personally. Just send us an email, throw your Venmo in there, and I'll cash you out seven bucks. Don't worry about it. Um, there you go. Follow us on Twitter, Miles Thompson two four and. Ben's been dead. Follow us on SoundCloud at I got the URL wrong last time, so I'm gonna double check it right I'm now. Pretty positive. It's just bickering. It's or at, is it BB no, basketball it's at BB Brothers podcast. Yeah, because at BB Brothers podcast. Yeah, I probably should have clarified that. I because they didn't let me have that long like bickering basketball brothers. Um, they didn't let me of have. Course. That long of a time. But if you search Bickering Basketball Brothers, I'm sure you'll find it. It'll come us. up. We got the little orange star. We're we're stars in uh, in everything we're we do. We're stars in this in this podcast game. So be look out be on the lookout for our next episode. Be on the lookout for Ben's upcoming music. Um be look on the lookout for my like one tweet every three months. And look out for those tweets, man. Those tweets. they they get like six likes a tweet, so just be, that's be on, better than mine. Be on the lookout. Um, that's all it. Right. That's all we got. Thank you, guys. If you don't listen to us until Christmas time, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and good happy... good luck with finals if you're in the in uh, in college. But that's it. Yes. we're done. Peace. All right. Goodbye. Here we go.